0: This is the CW Spiral, a podcast run by three survivors of the CW's colon in 2022. We're your hosts, Sabrina Reed,
1: Michael Patterson, and Reed Gowden,
0: bringing you history about the network and the WB, the latest news and in-depth, sport of discussions of the best and messiest shows that ever grace the small screen. Okay, so we are launching back into our Tarzan journey, but before we get to episode three, we do have some CW news to talk about. Uh, First up being that Roberto Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa gave some insight into the way that they had pivoted in the last season of Riverdale, meaning that while some people had wanted to not stay in the 50s, they chose to stay in the 50s instead of doing their original idea, which was to send us through the decades, somehow. Half the season would have been in the 50s, and then the rest of the season would have been us going through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and presumably somehow ending up in the present. How they were going to do that in 10 episodes, considering the long arcs this series likes to do, I don't know how that would have been accomplished. But apparently they didn't either, which is why they decided to scrap (laughs) the idea.
2: (laughs) And God bless. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes. they, that would have been biting off way more than they can chew. I'm
1: glad they were like, wait a minute, let's just stay put. Yeah. Yeah. Like Riverdale's a vibe. I feel like if you could see Riverdale in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, each of those episodes would have been amazing on their own kind of a sad. But you're right, it started its own monster in the 50s, and it. it I feel like it would have undercut all the storylines it told and then, trying to rush through. Each one would have been like its own mini-movie and contained storyline, and of course, there's the budget to take into account. I think the right choice was made in the end because the 50s itself was a vibe, and it was a great season. I mean,
2: I do applaud them. They have so much ambition. Even in the last season, oh, yeah. they had
1: so much like ambition
2: and vision for what they wanted it to be. And I think, as it stands, Season 7 is really ambitious, and they pulled it off. Could they have pulled off that ambitious time hopping? I don't know. I'm glad they didn't try, though.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got, we've got we gotten flavors of it over the years. And even in the series finale, we did see the 70s uh, when they were all accomplished in their own ways. So we got to see some of the 70s fashion and the era of feminism. So that was cool. And we did see. Was the episode about their parents? Was that one in the nineties?
1: Eighties, I think. Was it? 80s, I, the think 80s?
0: I think so. Okay, because I know we've done different. We've done er- different eras before, and sometimes that one might have been like going back to a well that they had already been in. Uh, but did we ever actually co- cover the Riverdale riots? That got talked about so much through the series, mm. and I wonder if they would have finally done that. What exactly happened? Uh, if they had done this, the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s timeline arc they had originally planned.
2: When were the riots?
0: I feel like the riots date changed so many times. But I That checks <laughs> out. Because <laughs> I feel like the parents had said it happened during their parents' era, or maybe a little bit after that. It's, like, it's either somewhere in the- It's probably in the 80s. Either the 70s or the 80s is when the riots happened.
2: I don't know, but I'm glad they didn't do it, if I'm being honest. Hmm. Again, it just seems like so much, especially for the final season. <laughs>
0: yeah, or I felt like if they had gotten another season, we would have gotten stuck in yet another time. They probably would have gotten like, stuck in the 90s and then gotten to the present
1: mm-hmm. in
0: a season eight.
1: You know if they had a full season to do it? Maybe, but I think they made the right choice with uh, stick and put in the 50s.
0: Oh, I don't trust them even with the full season to be able to. Oh,
1: neither it. do I. But I mean, like, they could definitely go to pull it up with trying to fit it in each episode.
0: <laughs> At least 22 episodes of a try. Yeah.
2: I do. I just like, I just love Roberto showing restraint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I love it.
0: Yeah. because It's like, do I do the off the walls, ambitious banana pants arc that we wanted to do or do i do the love letter and he chose the love letter and uh two other showrunners it's weird to say take notes about riverdale but take notes in that regard in terms of a final season like let's keep it tight and keep it together Mm -hmm. for the love later letter and what you want to do for your show and your own vision they pulled it off they did Oh, speaking of pulling things off, though, so we did get some ratings. Unfortunately, not the full um, live plus seven ratings for Sullivan's Crossing and Spencer Sisters when they premiered, but Sullivan's Crossing came in CW Strong at 500,000
2: views. <laughs> CW Strong. <laughs> <Yes. I'm> crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true, because if yeah, you look I at mean, the other it networks.
2: It's really good. They're on the right side of a uh, half a mil. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And Spencer Sisters, I think, surprisingly, not because of the content of the show, but more so because there tends to be a a stark drop off when it comes to the nine o'clock slot on um, the CW. But they managed four hundred four hundred and ninety thousand views. So they retained really uh, much of the audience for Sullivan's Crossing.
2: That's proof in the power of a really good uh,
1: pairing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this the the spencer sisters was not as heavily promoted i feel like as sullivan's crossing so the fact that it, the ratings are essentially the same that's very impressive and you don't get to hear that as much these days so i mean like no no uh no criticism on my part they really pulled it off in the end the big question is now can they continue continue to hold on to those numbers because let's mm-hmm. be honest this is as close to superman and always as walk and walker that any of these new shows have come cho- the chosen aside because it's found at Sunday night groove. But like, if it can hold on to them, these shows are in a good place.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, we they know Sullivan's Crossing is going to be on again on the CD. If they
2: were smart though, they would just like wait for the week two numbers, which I'm sure probably won't be as bad, but then just like quickly renew it. Cause like I feel like that's better than promoting a show is renewing it so that people know it's gonna be back. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For the right show, I think that was the right move sometimes.
0: The sure. show. Honestly,
2: like I feel like the Spencer Sisters shouldn't have needed promotion. And maybe this is just me, but I'm like, you have Leah Thompson, that's her name, right? Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. And she's an icon. Like the the Sullivan's Crossing rested so much on the shoulders of Chad Michael Murray, and to a lesser extent, no shade, Scott Patterson coming back to the CW, and I'm like. You have Back to the Future, Caroline in the City, which I think people forget that was one of the great must-see TV, NBC sitcoms of the '90s. I'm like, like, she's a legend. You shouldn't need to promote it. She should be. I don't know. I just, you know, sometimes people are just underrated and they don't get their flowers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. lift Leah up.
0: Well, I do I think they maybe need I'm
2: alone. To- now come on an island (laughs) it's more
0: so that like so for audience members like i would be part of the demographic who's familiar with her but like it i wouldn't like run to the tv okay so like i would need the promo i would need the like what is the show about like you got me because you have her name and you have her face i'm like oh i know her but what is she doing like what what are we doing in this this mystery drama correct we're investigating Mm things um and comedy i think too with a little slapstick i feel like Oh, okay. Well, she does great at that, actually. Yeah. So, hmm. But and I
2: case- also, like, if we get season two, I need nepotism to do its thing. And Zoe, her daughter Zoe, get her in there for a, a what do they call it? Uh, stunt casting get her yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I lo- I just let nepotism do its thing <laughs> Oh,
0: you know what they would totally do that especially if you know we don't know what cw is cooking in the background they keep talking about how they have shows just a boiling back there mm-hmm. that we just they can't tell us about just yet but if they casted her i mean i know she's more of a film darling but if she ever wanted to do prime time
2: i'm like girl you're here because of your mom let's do this all right <laughs> <laughs> that was a little a little honest
0: <laughs> but it is it, i do think that they should renew it this this is a strong blo- um, we i mean it's right out the gate so we do have to wait Um uh, but oh still God,
2: those comedies are not cooking like they wanted them to so it's like no. brad <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're stuck though with them right because i've um Looking at those numbers, do for those who are not paying attention to the comedy block or any of the other series, I don't think um,
2: anybody is. If I'm, we're being honest, the numbers f- are
0: are very they're they're scary. They're scary numbers. We are doing we're a little under two hundred thousand. We're bordering toward.
2: Days. I feel like definitely close to like the ten thousands
0: mm-hmm we're just, we're hanging on to triple digits it's riverdale
2: <laughs> sunday numbers <laughs> it is
0: and like with not with none of the like capacity of being able to say yeah but we were doing really good for the first like four to five seasons like mm-hmm. we were just starting out with these ones
2: yeah they didn't have tenure
0: Mm-mm. i just we probably will not see them in 2024 on the network back again unless they're filling in the summer uh hey it was an still. experiment it was an experiment, and you know they did, they did their best. We're we're are trying to not go down to the tens of thousands, stay in hundreds. I'd be of down
2: for some A/B testing, though. Like these were a very specific kind of comedy. Let's mm-hmm. you know go the other side, get something different. Yeah, maybe a multicam. Multicam,
1: come on, Fraser's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Multicams are hot. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't really make you think what next year's schedule could look like because we did talk about how different this year's schedule is because there's none of the recognizable shows left, bar the four that aren't airing yet. Um, if all these experiments fail, are we just going to have a heap of new experiments next, next season? Is that what every year is going to look like on the CW? Just new shows, no tenure? That's both scary and exciting at the same time. Yeah.
2: I mean, like if we're going back to the 2000s with Chad Michael Murray and like we're going to the power of nostalgia, I'm like, then let's try to. Do you? I really think a multicam sitcom. Like, don't forget where you started, CW. It was multicams. Mm-hmm. Reba.
0: Excellent, excellent television.
2: She built you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to go off with to start on the schedule though, so I'm a little scared of the midseason, because we there has been some word, um, like from the Hollywood Reporter, that. The All American Universe, the so All American, All American Homecoming, as well as Walker, likely won't return until April, and then Superman and Lois won't return until sometime after that because of the visual effects they have to do for the show. Which means January through March, we're coasting. Now that doesn't mean that we won't see Joan in that time or the Librarian's next chapter in that time, but it does mean the schedule is probably going to be a little funky. We're like we're still going to be riding riding it out. Uh, which is unfortunate, but it it could be a vibe if we see Joan and we see uh the Librarian's next chapter. What's that my... other
2: one that they had on deck? The one that AMC canceled?
0: Oh, 61st Street. But that one's supposed to be paired with All-American. So I don't know, unless they're just going to go ahead and, and put it on air in January since they need to fill a spot.
2: Yeah, if they got nothing else, I'm like, you know, pull up... Get them off the bench i don't know
0: yeah i mean it's right there and waiting and those comedies are not doing it so and probably crime nation will make its debut sometime in oh, the I midseason. season
1: about that <laughs> <laughs> this is where all those shows that were green and you're like what this is where all of them will turn up now um it is going to be weird but can i just say how great it is to be able to talk about those four shows again because it feels like good old-fashioned cw it'll just like you said be a bit of a track to wait for march until they begin
0: well, yeah, the April date has got me like, hmm. but like it is thirteen episodes for all the seasons except for *Superman Loves because that one's getting ten. So we will be rolling into the summer with them, which I thought CW was trying not to do that. But they haven't
1: and, had a normal season since twenty twenty, and it is stressful. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> season three was the closest we got. Um, I yeah um I I've I know a lot of people were worried that it would roll into fall next year which that could be such an unusual thing because you'd have a 2022 to 2023 show ending up or 2023 to 2024 ending up in the next season and that's kind of bonkers to me uh but at the same time if it has to happen it has to happen like at the end of the day we know warner brothers wants to keep superman at lois on the air until superman at superman legacy comes out at the end of the day the strike is still ongoing. As far as the actors are concerned, Superman Legacy will have been delayed every bit as much as Superman at will by. So even if it do- season four does run on into next season, I don't think that will hurt its chances of a season five. All it needs to do is just continue to perform. Um, and hopefully Warner Brothers will be able to whisper sweet nothings in the CW's ear to keep season five on deck.
0: I just realized, though, with the, where they're coming in at um, in the schedule, that means they might once again miss the typical Renewal cancellation season. And we'll be sitting yeah. on for a while to figure out. And that's they, they are. Mole, we haven't called on you in the longest time. But whisper in somebody's ear, leave a memo, leave a note. If they already know they're going, these are final seasons for tell these us. shows, tell us. I, I don't want to be waiting until May. And they've known since mm. like this month. That they're and not don't wait until they're
2: season. writing episode nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> like just don't. What did we learn from Nancy? Right. Not to not to invoke the Nancy Drew <laughs> debacle, <laughs> but like, what did we learn? Hopefully, something, and not nothing. <laughs> oh yes.
0: Also, too, the showrunners with shows um, premiering next next year. Read the writing
2: on the wall, please. Let's go in with clear eyes, full hearts. Can't yes. Lose.
0: Come on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, I don't think we've been on the air since that last Superman at Lois News came out where they said, was a Brad mentioned that there was the possibility that now that the show has been in a place where it's cheaper and that it has less episodes to produce, that actually makes it more viable for a season five <laughs> renewal. So I just wanted to get that out there. That's good news. That's the best news the CW has given us all year. But yeah. also... Don't let that manipulate you into thinking that season five is a dead cert. Yeah, that has not yeah. been confirmed. Mm-hmm. We don't know that. Write as though season four is a mini season, a mini movie. Write it like it's your last, just yeah. like you've done with the last try. Yeah.
2: yeah
3: it's
1: cool. Ariana Grande, stay woke, don't sleep. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I temper expectations for those who are listening yeah. as well. Just just do it. I feel like if we're all locked down with the idea that CW could once again turn on its head. Everybody's going to be fine. For everybody, those who are holding out for the shows, fingers crossed, right? We're not saying things won't get renewed, but please remember what era we are in with the CW. Don't light anything on fire. Don't harass nobody. Don't be in anybody's DMs mm-hmm. if, if things don't go your way.
2: Save no. the tweet to drafts. Yes. <laughs>
1: Hope <laughs> for the best, prepare for the worst.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that is it for CW news. So we can roll right in to Tarzan episode three. Wages of Sin is the title, which
2: such a like intense title. The whole episode, I was like, "What
0: are you? What is this
2: about?" It's a little intense.
0: You know, I feel like it didn't it didn't match the intensity of the title, but still a very solid episode.
2: Yeah, it felt like the title. I think alluded to the the father of the kidnapped child being into like oh right right gambling debt but i'm still like a little dense yeah (laughs) because that's that plot was like a subplot of a subplot of a subplot i feel like they didn't (laughs) even wrap up the whole like father gambling debt thing no
0: no it was just the twist so it was like they were like how do we make a standard child abduction a little spicy and they were like you know what let it be the father he's gambling debts and somehow he was going to extort his own wife into providing him with the money
2: and we never the wife to our knowledge never found out like we didn't yeah. get to see her find out and i feel like on a any other procedural we would have had like jane sitting down to being like so your husband was corrupt
1: <laughs> <laughs> he has
2: also passed <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, nobody checked on that woman, I and mean, then she was. We like, got the of baby out of the trunk, and that was.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. It.
1: So that woman lost, potentially lost her child, lost her husband, and found out he was evil. All in the space of what? Two days. Nobody checked on that poor mama. Speaking of her, did anybody else recognize her?
0: Looked familiar, but I forgot. She to was Google. like a
1: mom in a Disney
2: Channel movie or something. I could not place her, <laughs> and I, I too forgot to look her up. Get on the so, IMDb. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to that woman. <laughs> but
0: like it's right there, right on the tip of I, the knowledge. Just right, not... it's like
2: right there, and I could not mm. place it. I'm like, she I looks s- like a TV mom. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I saw you on the DCOM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think, but okay, to to sort of encapsulate the case, uh, I thought that it was a good way of showing us Tarzan's abilities and how they can assist law enforcement it was far-fetched, even for fantasy.
2: Though, and it's a little, but, again, I don't know if this is a case of the quality of which we are watching it, because it is 360p, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's the quality or if it's just like watching him. the The shots are gorgeous of him like hopping and just sitting there and perched. But we're watching him like sniff, essentially. Mm -hmm. He's he's like hunting, and it's just not that captivating to watch.
0: (laughs) No, well, and then like having visually the visual. Well, visually, and then, like, I know I shouldn't poke holes in it. It is simply fantasy action. but And I know the selection of the bear was to narrative significance. But I was like, shouldn't you get something with a stronger scent out of that room for him to actually use? But then we are also in the city. How's he finding this child's scent under all of that? I mean... I have faith in Tarzan, but Tarzan hasn't been in the city that long yeah. <laughs> to be able to differentiate smells.
1: It's it's such an odd one. I, I don't know whether we need it more lore there, but I'm struggling to understand the actual lore. And this is coming from me. You know what my genre is. I will buy anything with superpowers or anything in it. But like if he was, we thought when they pilot opened, he was experimented on and then that was quickly dropped, we found out that he seemingly developed these powers and abilities in the jungle there just been no development there. So we're just kind of, it feels like this is written for people who know the Tarzan lore. And I do understand that, but there are going to be a lot of people who are watching who wouldn't. And you're like, how can he do all this? Like, you know, the way it's like Smallville, you could see Clark's x-ray vision or you could like, he could have yeah. the effects when he heard. If, if Tarzan was an alien from another planet, I would have bought it instantly. Whereas I'm just, how did he pick all this up? And why don't we like read, see any kind of visual cues of it happening? It's just happens that we go with it. You yeah, were just I mean. like looking at him and I'm like, what am I watching? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no like,
2: uh, like a flutter in the the way that the screen looks or something. Or like, he's not really like focused on anything. Again, like, I don't know if we saw it clear, if it would make more sense. But I'm also like, like you said, like, we need more lore. And on one hand, I'm like, I'm so glad we're not getting like flashbacks to his time on the island, which one mm-hmm. they probably could not afford it. Because they probably gave this show like a pat on the back and like a a coupon because they had other stuff on the burners (laughs) on the WB at the time. Um, But I feel like we do kind of need something like that. Like it's, it it, it can be cliched to like employ flashbacks as a narrative device to fill in the gaps. And I think that's a crutch. A lot of shows use hot take. I'm i I'm a fan of linear storytelling. Yep. I'm not a, sometimes flashbacks do well, but sometimes they lean on it way too heavily um, but I think there could have been a middle ground here where we see how he developed those powers. And it does kind of feel like with each episode, the powers, or I don't want to say powers, his senses, his sensibilities have become heightened or there's something new, a new aspect to it. Because really when we meet him, he's just jumping.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's just flying. Um, And then we kind of get a sense that he can hear things. We do see how he can hear things. I don't know. How, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't... I, you can't really explain it, but they do show how he's like so far away, but he can hear Jane talking about him. Um, but I do feel like there's a, there's a, a gulf between us seeing him be able to hunt and use scent to to find things, but also find not knowing how that came to be because he's human for all we know.
0: Yeah. Like, how did
2: that happen?
0: I'm wondering if we're maybe we're just a little ahead of the plot because i will say <laughs> but by, by the end you know and we open like he's walking around in the family mansion and he i don't know if it's a hot house or whatever they're walking in but i was like were y'all doing swiss family robinson up in here because there's I so know. many I have
2: questions about that too there was like he entered like an indoor jungle and i'm like love that for him but also she didn't explain why that existed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Was it just like, uh, did they have plants in there, and then just over the years you didn't go in there, and they just like the years of not keeping up that space just it became a jungle?" Like I was like, "Look, uh, searching for an explanation," and she was just mm-hmm. like, "This is normal." <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, God, things like you up this side of the of the house belonged to you and your parents, and I was like, "Great," but we're standing in a jungle. I would like, so we, where's the insight? Explain to him, because he doesn't know. He's just, oh, trees. I can live yeah. here.
1: This was his Batcave moment. I was like, this is where he's going to set up his base of operations, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it makes sense visually, but it doesn't make sense storyline-wise, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
2: I couldn't, I, they needed better lighting in that scene, because I couldn't, again... 360p. Yes. <laughs> like, I couldn't. I w- he was like going through all the things and like, I couldn't figure out the floor plan. Like, where was he? Yeah. <laughs> they were really, there were a lot of close up shots. I needed them to pull back again, b- budget sets. I get it. You're working with what you work with. But like I think I needed a sense of place as much mm-hmm. as I loved it for him. I was like, I can't figure out where I am.
0: <laughs> right. Cause they do, they do, they do pull back and show you the house. I didn't realize the house was so basically the mansion was so big that we actually have entire wings i didn't know it
2: was in the city either
0: no did not because it's very easy for him to get from one place to the other somehow but but he climbed up the face of it and then he found his old room which was i was like okay sure and but then that room leads to the jungle and i said where are we I know we go up some steps when you go through the front door and that's, a, and there's like a room to the side and that's about it. But apparently there's a whole way.
2: and Maybe we'll see it in the daytime next episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Where he's not trashing the room he's staying in.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, ooh, trauma. We're going to, are we t- discussing it? And they are like, no, he's going to throw a chair through the window and leave this house. But go, yeah, I'll wait for more trauma exploration then.
2: Which again, I was like getting frustrated with the whole, like, He's escaping. They're mm-hmm. finding him, and then Jane saying, "What are you doing here? You can't be here." And I'm like, three episodes in a row, we've been having these conversations. It's wearing a little bit, a, a little bit thin. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, I'll leave it there. Um, and that scene where like Kathleen showed up outside the police station and her limo just so extra for no reason. Point absolutely pointless scene because like you, 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 I know it's because Jane's not thinking. So she that's why she sent Tarzan off. But I feel like the Jane we know would have said, What are you doing out? It's not safe to be out, go home. Like, did she not think that this man who spent three days in the concrete jungle getting lost from everyone when he showed up at her apartment was doing exactly the same to his aunt he'd he left her house and gotten lost again so when she showed up practically looking for help, james like, i don't know what you want me to do that i'm well. um i feel like did we need that scene because of course then she needed tarzan's help for a completely different reason i'm not sure that really added anything to the storyline she was like i need your help james like i can't give it and then she was like i need to find him myself i was like we know all this not really sure what the point of it was but I've, I struggle with Kathleen a little bit because I love the character already and we're not getting an awful lot of her. Um, mm-hmm. this I said last week that their big reunion happened and then that was that she's furthered the plot and that was that now suddenly they're living in the same house. He doesn't like living there and he left her house at the start of the episode, returned to her house at the end of the episode. No kind of growth character movement there whatsoever until the last few minutes. Um, I like the relationship, I, but I think it could do with a bit more development a little bit quicker and maybe that's just me no one running out of episodes but need a bit more from that
0: I would call the Kathleen shot outside of the police department besides like wanting to do it for the drama of the limo there it's the we have to pay her shot (laughs) it's like that's how I feel about like soap operas when you're like why is this character in the scene right now they mm-hmm. add nothing to it. The scene, the does that. It's like, did you have to pay the actor? We had to pay <laughs> the actor today, so that's what feels like that. That scene is right. They're like, Kathleen has to be in this. We've got to pay Lucy Lawless. She has a certain amount. Like maybe the contract says she has to be in a certain amount of minutes in the episode.
3: Mm-hmm. We
0: need another scene. If, it, it doesn't matter what the scenes though. It doesn't matter what the scenes about. But it's we're just rehashing what we already went through with her. They didn't give us any more information on Kathleen's struggle with being reunited with her nephew, now that he's a grown man and how to navigate that. She does seem to be softer than Richard, more willing to see Tarzan as a person rather than as a means to an end. Because Richard had that random man in the office talking about how we need to control him. He's gonna inherit $6 billion worth of the company. And I was like, "Who are you? I don't. Are you yeah. the head of the board? You know, like, is are you head of the trust? Do we, how do we? How do you fit into this story?"
1: I'm really struggling with Richard. Sorry, go ahead, Ray.
0: I, I'm speaking
2: of Richard, I the one scene that I really like. The one scene. There are multiple scenes that I really liked, but I guess to to clarify the scene with jane that i really like one of her interactions that i really enjoyed was her and richard they had a yeah. really good back and forth and mm-hmm. i was like oh this is good this is like stakes this is they hate each other there's tension and i'm like i need more of this more of this plot i felt like he was a little bit underused that whole like situation feels a little bit underused like with kathleen i'm like it felt like we were getting somewhere somewhere with her motivations with the trust with the what who she is and what she does and i it just felt a little bit more uh on her side like family oriented and he's still like I need to find him I want him and da, 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 da. Um, but I did like that back and forth between Jane and Richard kind of wish there was something else with Kathleen and Richard or something within that story that was
1: amped up apart from like welcome to the jungle at my mansion <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I agree with you I think that scene between Richard and uh, Jane was possibly the best scene that Richard's been involved with since the pilot. Because if we're being honest, Richard hasn't had an awful lot to do in the pilot. I have done the same thing in the last three episodes and I'm going to do it again. All he does is plan like an evil yeah. villain. If he had a mustache, he would be twirling it and it's just, it's not doing anything. He felt like the big like Lex Luthor villain of the pilot. Again, we go back to why the pilot felt like a movie. He felt like the big bad that needed to be taken down and now he's just completely disappeared into the background. And I think the reason the scene is J- with his scene with Jane was so good was because he was finally interacting with the main cast again. The last two episodes, he's been sitting in dark limos, hatching a plan, sitting in the corner of his office, hatching a plan, talking to Michael, hatching a plan. We've yet to see this plan in action. He then suggested they tail Jane, lost her, that amounted to nothing. I just want more from Richard. Uh, we need more dimension. There's definitely been a bit of a tease there that there is more to him behind the curtain but we haven't seen any of that yet.
0: Mm-mm. I do think the issue is the casework, though. Mm-hmm. Like even though it's like the subplot of the subplot, it's still taking up so much space and pacing wise. It's just all over the place.
2: Yeah. The case of the week felt like the a story this week. And it mm-hmm. kind of was this episode in particular. I was like, I would never seen anything like this on the WB. Like it was just like a full blown procedural with like, Oh, also Tarzan's here. That kind of is, to me, what the episode <laughs> felt like. And I feel like it should be flip-flopped. Um, which, I, again, I don't know. I meant to look up who wrote the episode. Not to not to place blame on that person, but just to, like, you know. Um, but I, I just want to know, like, is this... The WB was like, we really want a procedural, but we also want to try to, like, get into... stay in the campy, like, supernatural sci-fi lane, fantasy lane it just felt like too much of too much and maybe that's where the creator felt like hindered in the storytelling was mm-hmm. like i don't know i don't want to put words in their mouth but just things that i was thinking about during the case of the week i'm like it's a better to me it was a better case than last week yeah it was more interesting and more like fleshed out <laughs> <laughs> but it was also like why is this the ace story like i mm-hmm. want to know about tarzan
0: like it's fighting to be the A story though. Like I do agree that it's sort of for it to be the A story, it's giving we care about it enough to use it as a as a vehicle of getting through some character exploration. Like every time, felt like every time we we're working on the case, we were learning something a little bit more about the characters, but the case kind of was getting left behind mm-hmm. until like Tarzan made a discovery. And I know some of that also had to do for me, at least it was being, it was paint by numbers. And I'm trying to remember that this is, we're watching a show that came out in 2003. So some of the things that they were doing might have been, you know, interesting to look at back then. I was thinking about that when when the uh, ransom came in via email and, um in the way that they uh, the person had used the cameras, I guess, around where the FBI had been staged to show. I know that you called the authorities. I can't trust you. The baby is going to die. And I was like, oh, interesting. Don't like that the FBI is so incompetent that no one decided to use something like at least put a jacket on. Why was I was like, why do I hear your see your um yes
1: yeah, I spotted that even before <laughs> we got the photo. I was like, if I can see that, the kid numbers definitely can.
0: <laughs> no. Because I was like, what? And I know I think Michael, you had mentioned before that at least in like some supernatural things, uh shows or superhero shows, they purposely make law enforcement incompetent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so grating <laughs>
3: because really
0: <laughs> they can be at least a little bit more competent than what they were in this episode
1: yeah I mean at least in uh, Batman we have Commissioner Gordon who's like the only competent person on the police force the rest of them can be idiots but at least we have him and in this case of course we have Jen and I did want to bring that up as well as an episode this maybe wasn't as strong or as like a jaw-dropping as episode two but i agree with what reed said the case of the week was a bit stronger so the base baseline of the episode was an easier watch it was a more interesting watch than last week's episode even if it didn't have the whole like season within a story that last week's episode did when michael died at the end um but it did kind of remind me, Sabrina, of the Batman because mm. that was a movie that was basically, it was, wasn't was like your typical Batman movie. It was just a detective story. Whenever there was a new break in the case, Gordon would take it and go off and then he'd investigate privately with Batman. That's exactly what this was kind of like. Jane needed that kind of like help from Tarzan. So the whole investigation just became about the two of them tracking it down. And I kind of, I really did like that. But it's a double-edged sword because on the other end of it, I've watched procedurals and I know a lot of them in British TV do a lot more effort than the typical broadcast ones would. But in procedurals, you get to know the characters of the week, you get to know their social security numbers, who they love, <laughs> everything that's going on about them. And you're other than this per woman that was put through hell, other than two scenes with this woman involved, we knew nothing about these characters. So that made it a little bit flat. It would have been easier to get behind the case of the week. And I know I just compared a 40 minute TV episode to a three hour film. So you're never going to get that level of exploration. But I do think all the makings were there for a much stronger episode than episode two. And it mostly pulled it off. I really I have to say, I really did enjoy this episode. But some of the by the numbers weaknesses kind of pulled it back. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know last week I brought
2: up... Um... Jane being underdeveloped, so I wanted to ask you guys: Do you think this episode like helped us get to know her a little bit better? For me, I will say I feel like I'm still trying to figure her out. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, same. So I don't feel like it. I don't think episode three fleshed her out that that well. I mean, we had moments, right? So the opening where we're at Michael's funeral, uh, and she's clearly carrying a lot of weight. Uh, she even recognizes that by the middle of the episode that she's blaming Tarzan for Michael's death and it's not Tarzan's fault. I will say that I think the thing that I keep brushing up against is they need to do more than I'm usually a straight-laced person who has it all together and I can't figure out why I'm letting all my life fall apart for this man I met like three days ago. Yeah. Like. I need more motivation than that. Like what is it about him? What is it about this situation that compels you to go against who you are at your core?
2: It, like I the thing I'm struggling with too is I don't understand why she loved Michael. That why too. she was so desperate to be with him. Like I understand your boyfriend died, you're sad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that
2: sounds so like I'm minimizing it. But I'm like um I I don't know. I want her to explore she was having it was a complicated relationship. She didn't want to marry him, but she was so desperate to stay with him in a way, like she, like we said, like she was like hit me or like, no, 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 I'm sorry or whatever things she said when he tried to like brush her off. Like it felt toxic, and I'm like, are we gonna examine that? Do we not realize that something that we brought up in the scripts is that um, in, in the on the Tarzan front, it's like is she. Clearly, to me, it seems like polar opposites. Tarzan sees her. Michael controlled her, it felt like. And I don't know, she might not have gotten there yet. You're right. I feel like we need a little bit more to examine who she is. And it can't just be like, like you said, like, oh, I'm a type A person. Everything's, I've had it all planned. And now. A thread was pulled and it's unraveling and my sister's hugging me in my apartment even though she's kind of mad at
1: me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um To your points, I feel like, not not to criticise a network TV show for for doing a network TV thing, but we did get some character development this week, and it was literally that base level network TV development. It's like on The Flash when Barry's acting up, and then the case of the week makes him realise something that he learns his lesson. you're like, this doesn't make up for the fact that you spent six weeks playing charades when your wife was melting through the speed force. But sure, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like one episode, one little minor thing suddenly makes you realise, oh, I've been looking at this all wrong this the jen was in one place at the start of the episode she was in a different place at the end of the episode the case of the week at working with tarzan I Have to realize that and i'm like but
2: did it really was the case of the week like her leaning on his help really just meant to soften her to him because it still felt like she was keeping him at arm's length yeah. like i don't need every time they have an interaction for her to say you have to leave now like yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. just once i'd like for her to like turn around and he's gone because he he understands like for a show that there's so many scenes where things are unsaid I don't need to hear her tell him to leave every time Mm -hmm. that's uh, probably nitpicky I'm sorry it's not sorry to the writers
1: (laughs) 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 to be mean about your 20 year old (laughs) show but it is it's like again I think we're just maybe judging it more intricately because we've less time with it but the show is the core couple we saw the chemistry there in the first place you don't want them to be miserable at not understanding each other every time they're on screen and it feels like we're wasting episodes doing that because i like, do love
2: f- though that like we're treating an eight episode series as like 100 episodes like <laughs> episode three and we're so deep into the analysis <laughs> <laughs> we're making the most of it
1: um mm-hmm. but like yeah it's just i Speaking of making the most of it, I don't think they're making the most of the chemistry. And I don't want to sound like some shipper who's like, it has to be all about Tarzan and Jane. That's not it. They're back and forth when they were working together on the case was great. But like Reed said, it started with, I need you to leave. It ended with, let me take you back to your aunt's house, which is basically the same sentence in different font. You know what I mean? To him, like at least a bajillion times go back to your aunt's house let me take you back to your aunt's house exactly Girlfriend, (laughs) got it (laughs) and it just didn't amount to anything so yeah i I agree the case of the week made her realize a fraction of something but it hasn't really changed the status quo and for a show that literally destroyed the status quo two episodes in a row it feels like we're doing that basic press the pause button now and i kind of want things to move quicker and i know that's just because we've only had episodes I just,
2: I, I just really don't know if, because it felt like Jane's motivation was just distraction, and it felt like she was using him for the as a tool for the case. And I know, like, while doing that, she's kind of like seeing, like, oh, he's like confident, he can do things. That's attractive, but I don't know if it's as deep as that. <laughs> I just don't know.
0: I don't, I don't know either. I feel like with Jane. Well, actually, everybody. So I think like one of the issues is things are happening in their own little bubbles, right? So they're not really getting information about each other. Like what if Kathleen had told uh, Jane that Tarzan destroyed his room? What if we were actually thinking about the fact that he doesn't want to stay in the house because he'd been held captive for how many months that Richard had him with his six months, I think? Uh, and, w- and wasn't allowed to leave. Like, what if we pass the Bechtel test? You no, know, like, you're so right.
2: Because, like, <laughs> everything that happens on screen should happen for a reason. And it shouldn't just exist. Not that everything needs to lead to something. But, like, if something happens, it can, you know, that can be shared and to connect yeah. other storylines and character motivations. Like, there's a lot that Jane doesn't know still.
0: And there's and a I lot that's, that's not explored with her. It's
2: a flaw of the scripts.
0: Yes. Same with Nikki. I wanted to pass the Bechtel test so bad with the sisters. I feel like if we if Nikki got to talk to her sister about her personality rather than the men in her life, we'd get somewhere with Jane as a character. And why does
2: Nikki exist solely in this apartment? yeah
1: um i I read i thought of you literally as soon as she appeared on screen she was walking out of another doorway she wasn't tired this time she wasn't yawning but she was literally walking out of a doorway the first time we saw her and then the second time we saw her she she was heading towards the front door i like, this girl that does nothing but exist in doorways Um, i feel like
2: is this i don't know if this is just the last image i haven't her half of her in my mind but is she always wearing a red shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: most i think most times maybe that's yep. the color they've chosen for her right? so maybe is she, she
2: is serving i'm still like the star of the show is her blonde hair i'm sorry it just is <laughs> i'm obsessed with it leighton i love you by the way it's late in meester season stream her album heartstrings like fall mm. that's mm-hmm. it's late in meester season I, i'm gonna promote that album to the, my dying day just
0: get will <laughs> get <Getting there to laughs> yes. but like no, she has two scenes uh and they're both just to establish things for Jane like first one being that Nikki is upset that Jane is not telling the police fully what is going what had what happened to Michael. And I said like, you feel very strongly about this, which means that you seem to have had a connection to Michael. But we weren't really clear on that because he'd only been in two episodes. And yeah, then yeah, we saw at the them end, in that
2: kitchen one time.
0: Being friendly mm-hmm. about coffee in class. And that was that was about it. And not to say that she should be cold and, and be like, yeah, it's totally fine that you're not saying anything to the police about but what also, really happened to him.
2: I am going to poke holes in it because this girl, Nikki, from what we know of her, she's fiercely like loyal
3: mm-hmm.
2: and she has opinions and she will let them be known which we learned in that one scene with her. She's like, you're not doing what I think you should be doing, and I'm low-key mad at you.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: still in the second scene, she's still kind of icing Jane. Um, And I'm like, wait, where was I? Going? Oh, no. she. Why wouldn't this girl, from what I know about her, tell her sister, hey, I think this man treats you like garbage.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a connection
2: that. that I'm not. If she knows him enough to be like, If you know what happened in his death, you should say it. If she feels that strongly about it, maybe she's just uh, an advocate for right and wrong in the law. Maybe she's in law school. We don't, I don't know. She's a, I don't know. Maybe we don't know what she's studying. Do we?
0: I I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. We just know that she goes to class at eight o'clock in the morning.
2: But I'm like, if she, she should know him well enough or their relationship well enough, if they were at a place where Michael would propose, although we know that he's, you know, he wasn't, he's who he was wouldn't she have known a little bit more about their relationship it, but also it seems like she did just move in with Jane so maybe they weren't as close but i'm like i don't know you're living with her
3: mm-hmm.
2: and even if you don't know them that well you seem like a person that has strong opinions <laughs> oh, just she... it, just based on very little information so i'm like i don't i don't know if i it doesn't i can't fully buy into the fact that Nikki would be an advocate for Michael and, and Jane's relationship that's a <laughs> disconnect i have
0: I don't think she knew that they were going to move in together either. Like I don't Jane didn't share that news with anybody. Not even sure if Jane shared the news about Michael proposing. Jane d-
2: doesn't tell anybody anything.
0: No. Mm-hmm. She keeps it very Sam's to lucky, the mess.
2: Sam's lucky, that's her partner's name right Sam? Mm-hmm. which again, love him. Great. Love their scenes together, especially the end scene where he for really no reason protects her. Um other than he's amazing but she doesn't jane just be she keeps things in here i'm like girl that's part half your
1: half the battle girl (laughs) (laughs) and that goes back to the whole like whether um Nikki's a necessary character because obviously we've yet to see anything to prove that she is but now that Sam knows everything technically, I know oh, we don't know what kind of bond they have but technically if the writers wanted she could have had that conversation at the end with Sam instead but it's just like we're finding places to use Nikki and it's always to let Jane just unfurl her feelings or talk about how she's feeling and I know characters like that are important but we could it's use unfair. it a lot more it's unfair, Jane is
2: so like <sighs> I don't know she like didn't even look at Nikki. Like I understand girl you're going through something your boyfriend died you have weird feelings for this jungle man. But I'm like Nikki was so done. She was like I'm out. What's what are you doing today? What's happening? And then she just starts crying and like vaguely describing how she's feeling unconditional support from her sister. But Jane can't I do I have beef with Jane? <laughs> just a
0: little bit, but it's understandable though, because I feel like she's put everybody in her life in a very tough spot because of Tarzan. And like, she can't, I can't even tell you why.
2: I can't tell you, but I need you to support
0: me. Yes. Well, that's exactly what she does with Sam. Like, so Sam really was just trying to like treat her with kid gloves because she lost her boyfriend in a very terrible way. And, and he's like, you got
2: to give me something.
0: I know. And then she just gives him everything. He's like, oh, that what? I'm, he's like, I love him, though, because he was like, so slow down. Let me understand this correctly. This man is potentially responsible for the death of Michael. And you're still letting him run around the city kicking people's butts. That's what we're doing. He just gets to beat people up just because. And she's like, well. And I was like, no, no, you're right. Tarzan is just running around the city doing what he wants to do. And with no, like, restraint there. And I loved that Sam was like, I would die for you, but I'm not going to lie for you. He does end up lying for her at the end, but I did appreciate that he he did draw a line. Yeah, He's like, this is too much. Like, you're asking a lot of me for this man that we know isn't dangerous. But from the perspective of Sam, based on everything they've seen, Tyson's basically a vigilante. Mm-hmm. A barefoot one, just running through the city. And he just doesn't, he just wants to lock down the knowledge of what's going on. I think he did sort of get what was going on there because he saw them in their their moment they had in the junkyard and he's like, oh, well, let me just laugh at her so, <laughs> so we can save her career. And he appreciated that Tarzan was able to help this child. I think that went a long way for Sam because Sam is about justice, but not necessarily by any means, but he's gonna do what he needs to do in order to take care of the people of New York City.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah he's a man that, of honor yeah that scene uh speaking of tarzan helping the boy when they find him and he has his bear which the bear was off screen for a long time i was like what did we do with the bear that's a, <laughs> neither here nor there but like after he sniffed the bear which didn't happen on screen so i was like are we gonna get a shot of him sniffing the bear <laughs> this is not where i was going with this thought i promise you i'm sorry um but when he's kneeling down talking to jason and He's like, what's the bear's name? He's like, my mom called him Leo, but I call him Thomas. And he's like, oh, he has two names like me. And like the small like focus on Jane. I'm like,
1: yeah, girl. You're not calling him Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) That was a learning moment. That was a development in the episode. (laughs) I wanted him just to like look up at her. (laughs) <laughs> it's
0: like, call me by my chosen name. Yeah. Chosen.
2: But that moment took me out because so that's something I think we we discussed probably not on the pod, but yeah. Since it happened on screen,
1: I was like, I need to mention this. Yes. <laughs> but I will say there have been a couple of moments in this episode that I did like. As far as that sounded weird, I liked a lot of moments in this episode. But there were a lot of couple of Tarzan moments I really liked because one of the most interesting things we managed to pull out of the script last week was how shocked and upset he was that humanity would do things like this to each other and then you got to see that this week as well because much of the case was through his eyes of course we find that he connected with jason for another reason because of the idea of uh, a boy uh, ripped from his parents and uh, the 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 burr at the end of course as well so what it meant to tarzan but we did also get to see that. This is a young man seeing the world in a different light for the first time and that it's not because he grew up in the jungle where I assume the animal kingdom looked after him and he looked after them and they were all happy until humanity ruined it. So now he's seeing that humans just can turn on each other and that someone would do that to their own child for money. Just the look of disgust on his face matched them the look of disgust last week and I really like this kind of subplot that's running through it as he gets to see mankind for the first time in a way he never saw it before it was subtle and I do, I do really really enjoyed that arc
0: it's nice to be able to hook into that emotional um, I don't know like a storyline story arc for, for Tarzan where he is opening his eyes to the world I also liked um, the shots we got of New York City we really did have a moment. We were, we were talking about that last pod episode where we we're like, we want to see Tarzan, you know, navigate the city. And they were like, wait, 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 episode three. Episode three <laughs> is whens is when you'll see it. And it is to the tune of uh, that Matt Nathan song, I Saw, and it plays twice. And we had it,
2: Tarzan in a full Matt Nathanson music video.
0: Yes, to, <laughs> like with the gorilla shots of the streets of New York. I'm pretty sure we just set up a camera and kept pulling back because I think those are tourists in the background, not yeah. extras. There's a couple in the back who were just like, "What's happening? Why is the
1: <laughs> Are they looking at the barefoot man or are they looking at the production? <laughs> <laughs> no. I loved it. Like
2: I had seen on Wikipedia, there's like a grid of all the music used in mm-hmm. in, in each episode. And I had mm-hmm. seen that Matt Nathanson was in it, completely forgot. And when it started playing, I gasped. I love Matt Nathanson. Na- Nathan, did I say it right? Nathanson. Mm-hmm. But like literally yesterday, like I lis- I love listening to him in the fall. So yesterday I had like a fall candle on. I was put my favorite Matt Nathanson album on. Like it's such a vibe every fall. And I was just so excited to hear his music. It was perfectly placed because it was, 2003 peak matt nathanson song i have remind me to tell you a little bit about the song after we wrap Uh, i don't want to do it on air some things need to stay in the group chat everybody this is a lesson (laughs) (laughs) but yeah there it was funny when it came back i was like oh he's still in music video
0: mode (laughs) (laughs) i didn't expect to hear it twice either but then i was like oh he gets a theme this episode this is clearly his theme
1: he he did get a theme Mm -hmm. Good theme it was It, It is such a classic thing to do as well Like it was moody and it was broody And the fact that it came back as well this is what Sabrina just mentioned it. this is what we were saying last week I want to spend more time with Tarzan figure out what kind of person he is on his own and just those those establishing shots are so important you know obviously TV shows love to use the same recycled establishing shots of a city before we pop into the city or whatever but just to see new footage of him walking through the city learning more about humanity I think it really played into his arc really well and bless him the fact that he ended up gotten, getting soaked and like sat on the roof freezing instead of going back to his aunt's house I thought are we getting like a storyline where he gets sick or something here and he needs people it's like because uh, i i it was like what reed said about how we remember the tarzans portrayed like this superhuman person and we're like no actually he's human we're like you Nyquil for the first time <laughs> 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 oh
0: but they should do things like that though they yes, should rely on
1: other people <laughs> you
0: know cute little moments where like he's actually interacting with things that he would have no like concept for yeah you know is he
2: like eating a meal no. no, that's a good point. <laughs> Jay needs to buy him a hot dog. <laughs>
0: yes, because actually, I think we've only seen two meals, um, in this in this series so far, and both of them happened in the pilot episode. It's
2: that's something that I'm always, that I pick up on. Sometimes I'm like, when did they eat?
1: <laughs> yeah, we always want to know. This, this is a cop show. We could f- stick a few donuts in there, put them at the desk. because <laughs> well, yeah, like
0: the pretzel from the
2: pilot mm. that they're eating yeah there's just like in episodes there's so much drama going on i'm like did you guys break for lunch like i'm worried about you are you taking care of
1: yourselves <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot going on Did you remember to eat <laughs> <laughs> just eating from the bun box while they're in investigating um but I, I did i really did appreciate the like um the ambitiousness of some of the shots, like the cities, like this is in Vancouver, doubling for New York City. Like you, you got to see the the when he walked through Times Square, just like in the pilot, it just. It gave it that larger-than-life, almost cinematic feel that we haven't really felt from the show since the pilot. So between that and the fact that it added to Tarzan, I didn't mind that we stopped the plot for that. I, I've said this before, I think, about the Winchesters. Modern television just burns through the plot of an episode so quickly. There's no time for character moments. There's no time for that added little extra. This was nostalgia 101, and it just it felt it through and through.
2: Yeah, there was something that I caught myself thinking while watching that sequence, as much as I love that Matt Nathanson song and love the sequences, I'm like at the end of it I was like, okay, so that kind of amounted to nothing. And then I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> pull back, pull back, no, 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 no. It's, it's the modern television has you brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> Things can breathe and it's fine.
0: <laughs> and it really does allow you to see that we. I mean, I have to make to Google to see if this is actually true, but they are in New York City. I really think that we are filming on the streets of New York City, and. It's nice. I mean, it's all mostly in Times Square, which is giving them a little bit a way of where they can actually film. But Mm -hmm. it is, I've enjoyed it. I like being Mm -hmm. able to see the city as much as it could show us. And when in the morning, not the morning, the afternoon, and nighttime, because they show you again. I was like, oh, Denzel Washington had a movie out at the time that they were filming this. (laughs) So it's it's, it's a nice little uh, capture of the moment in time in which they're filming. Mm -hmm. see
2: Tarzan watch TV
0: (laughs) yes that'd be fun
2: would he be afraid of the screen because he hasn't seen TV in years maybe ever
0: I think he would so the cartoons are probably fine like if they put on some Hanna-Barbera but like if he were to have seen like say maybe the cop shows of the time or the action movies of the time he might have been threatened uh, by like the use of guns or the use of Violence. I mean, he is uses violence in apprehending people, but seeing it's going it, out the window. Out kind of that TV,
2: he's lifting it, and it's going out the window. <laughs> yes.
0: Kathleen, lock things down. Bolt <laughs> <Like, laughs> them to the floor. <laughs> I don't think. I think that's it for episode three. I, oh, I will say that there was more music in in this mm-hmm. episode than I had been used to from the previous ones. I'm still sorting out my feelings and how on on that. I felt like. We maybe didn't need as much music as as we had. It was reminding me of more modern television where there's a song for practically every scene.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but the I will say the songs that they did choose though, they fit really well.
1: Yeah, it really hit you with the nostalgia, didn't it? Um, because like you're right, modern television tends to have songs playing in the background an awful lot, and unfortunately, these days are not songs, you know. But uh, whereas television back then used to hit you over the head with these powerful musical sequences, and there were a lot of them in this episode. I won't argue with that. It's as as a fan of that, I really did enjoy it. But I know what you mean. It one came after the other, after the other, after the other. Whereas in the pilot, Adriel Levine just caught you off guard because it was like such a like isolated one, Um but there was a lot of like nostalgic elements in this episode as well. Maybe even more so than the previous one. Like I did love the previously on the WB's Tarzan it's at cool. the opening. Uh-huh. Um, And I that's such an interesting thing to me because it was like a previously, but also an intro to the show for someone who hadn't seen it. Like the my name is Barry Allen on The Flash. They merged the two of them and came up with this. I love how they always used voiceover back then for exposition. It was so unnecessary, but oh, what a piece of history.
2: (laughs) We're probably going to get that again, because I think the pilot in episode two were like supposed to be a two-parter for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. So that's probably why they didn't do that. I don't think they aired together, one and two. Mm -hmm. I don't know, strange. Um, But also the bumper for um, Tuesday night, new episode of uh, Everwood. I tell you, my soul left my body. <laughs> <laughs> just to see that was so just
1: like spiritually affirming. <laughs> yeah. And the all new Smallville as well. Oh, what a time!
0: It's so it was so good. I I there's the problem at the end too. Yeah. So you get like a little Snapchat and Snapchat what snippet. <laughs> <laughs> snippet of um of what's to happen next and we're gonna have a case with a sniper that should be interesting I was every time we watch the show I have to remember to Google because I was like sniper sniper is this before or after the DC sniper um and if they were commenting on that because that was a very terrifying time um in the US on the East Coast. Um so I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens in episode 4. I also noticed that the uh, in the title card for uh, Tarzan at the end, it mentioned AOL and the AOL keyword for the WB. So I can't remember if that's how you would get into the website or not. Um, I have
2: no idea. What I don't a time.
0: Remember. Really <laughs> right uh, for our Gen Z listeners who were not alive or cognizant of what was going on on the internet around that time. American online was how you would get on the internet. It was like one of the only ways you could.
2: Yeah.
3: And, how you and just to
0: think
2: too. that like 10 years ago, like every show or network would like put the hashtag above the logo of the network. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that era where it'd be like mm-hmm. hashtag revenge ABC or whatever. Mm-hmm. Every show was like, get on Twitter and talk about the show. They wanted to be trending like that. I feel like that was, well now that's dead. No one, I don't know. No one knows what to do anymore, but to think that was the the that version of a hashtag Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: oh one one last thing though because it just came to my mind the opening after the previously on and we get michael's funeral i thought it was such a campy and good choice that the accent sequence is set to amazing grace on the bagpipes <laughs> it's <Yeah>. just <laughs>
1: Um, we the, 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 pilot, so the pilot the pilot had the pilot had no music during his action sequences and we went straight through that. Wow.
0: I was just, I was like what is That's amazing Grace on the bagpipes as he's kicking <laughs> tail on the roof. Is so
1: emotional, but also whenever he shot. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> like we're laying this man to rest, but also we're gonna be fighting on the roof.
2: Such a, like a big moment for a character that I didn't care about. Yeah. <laughs> <it was. laughs> I have to kick that man while he's been ex- expired, but like I was like I don't I don't okay whatever get the hero send off for whatever reason.
0: I know. Well, I feel like they also just want to show Jane in her blood, her dress blues. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. like let's just show her in like the full regalia, like that she has to wear for him. Let's do the American flag because he was a hero. I thought I saw the French flag for a second. And I was like, what's happening? Is he French American? <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't go back to see like what flag that actually was but it was it was giving the french flag and i was like then why the bagpipes but
1: all the feels all the feels they were just covering all the bases (laughs) (laughs) but i have to say, i know we spent a lot of time critiquing it but i really did enjoy this episode on a whole uh I think I enjoyed it overall more than episode two because episode two went yeah. from slow moving to oh my god we're at 100% what's happening whereas this one was just more of an enjoyable stretch
2: mm-hmm. I
1: mean look sure. this the next
2: um, five episodes could be the worst episodes ever produced on American television and I would still stand the show so hard yeah. like they, they, I, they got me I'm begging for someone to release it in HD like I want it on DVD and I've only seen a third of the <laughs> show <laughs>
0: It's because it is ambitious, though. It tries. It's mm, trying yeah. new things. It's it has. It's a lot of heavy lifting with Tarzan, so yeah. you can understand why we're having some issues. But we're here. We're locked into this ride.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Episode four it. here we come! So excited! Yes. Yeah,
0: we're. well that's it for this pod episode, y'all. Thank you for listening. We're the CW Spiral. I'm Sabrina.
2: I'm Michael, and I'm Reid.
0: Bye.